0: Hello everyone, coming to you from Baltimore, Maryland, I'm Cece, and I'm Anthony, and you are listening to Lip Pop, Bang.
1: episode zero, this is not even our first episode yet, we just wanted to come introduce ourselves, tell you what this is going to be about, what to look forward to, give you a sense of who we are and what we're like
0: right giving you a little taste of our vibe and how we're going to be handling the podcast and maybe even a mention or two of some possible guests that we may have
1: uh, and so we thought we'd start by introducing each other
0: right as so, opposed to introducing ourselves which is kind of weird
1: it is weird it's weird to talk about yourself
0: it is right i always wonder what to say when people are like tell me about yourself it's always that the- ask backwards kind of question
1: the elevator pitch.
0: I've already cursed and we're like 30 seconds in. (laughs) So I'll go ahead and start to introduce uh, Anthony first. I'm going to read his official bio before I talk a little bit about um, who Anthony is. Anthony Mall is a Baltimore based writer and educator. He writes about queer life and occasionally reviews books for both national and local publications. His creative work has appeared in Gertrude journal, I can't pronounce that one, Asarakis. Asaracus. there we go, helpful. Jubilant and more. Anthony holds an MFA in Creative Writing and Publishing Arts um, from UB and has taught um, writing at both public and private universities. Anthony is the winner of the 2017 Nonfiction Collection Prize from the Journal and Ohio State University Press Woo! for his forthcoming memoir, Out of Step, which I'm also going to ask him about. Available in fall 2018, we're very excited about that. His 2015 chapbook, a collection of poems titled Go to the Ant or Sluggard, is available now from pronouncing
1: Akinoga.
0: Akinoga Press. I always want to make sure, you know, it's kind of like students' names, you want to make sure you get it right. Yeah. So, the first thing I want to talk about that's not in your bio is the fact that you're a doctoral student. Can you tell us a little bit about the kind of work that you want to do for your PhD and what you hope to sort of put out in the world with your doctoral degree?
1: Yeah. So, after my MFA, uh, I was a Glenn for punishment, so I thought I'd also <laughs> cont- continue on uh, to a PhD. So, I'm getting my PhD. In English with an emphasis in poetry and LGBTQ literature cool um, it's at Morgan State Morgan State is Baltimore City's HBCU it, it was is. also recently recognized as a national treasure
0: oh yes I forgot about that I said yes exactly and that's originally where Anthony and I met I should have mentioned that as well that's the first time we met each other um, ironically me As teacher and you as student at Morgan State University Um, but now we've moved on to be friends and co-hosts of this fantastic podcast Um, also I wanted to ask you to talk just very quickly or give us a synopsis about Out of Step
1: sure so Out of Step a memoir is a forthcoming memoir from Mad Creek Books which is a literary imprint of Ohio State University Press cool Um, the book is about my time in the military so I was a young poor queer leftists who joined the army at 18 during two wars and during Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Hmm. So It's me becoming an adult, uh, a queer adult, in a place like the army, uh, which was...
0: Which must have been kind of difficult.
1: Yeah, it was strange. It was a weird weird time for me and the book reflects that. It's a bit fragmented. I try out different genres and forms and shapes. Um, and it comes together in a loosely chronological narrative it's it's gonna be cool and weird and funky
0: Wow that's very uh, fantastic and awesome um, I've read some about a step I also want to ask the the really dangerous question did you change the names uh, of the people mentioned in the book or are the names the actual names that are in the memoir
1: it's so yes that a student actually asked me this today oh about the book uh, I never knew
0: that's why I'm asking because I really actually don't know
1: yeah so my students were writing creative nonfiction and they they asked me they know i have a book coming out and they asked me that exact same question and some of the names were changed some of the names appear uh as they really are dangerous yeah very dangerous so people who might not want i don't have a lawyer i listen i was not nervous about this until it became a reality right right of course Yeah. yeah. yeah once a book had a publisher then i started worrying about like Oh, are people going to be upset about what I have to say about them, about Mm. what happened, Mm. about Mm. me spilling the beans? Mm. So, generally speaking, if I'm saying something bad about someone, I change the name. Mm.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's smart.
1: And then I also change the names of anyone who I'm not sure is out as queer or trans. Yeah,
0: that's a really good... Yeah.
1: We still live in a society that, uh, that punishes queer and trans people, yeah. and so while yeah. you know, most people I know are out and proud, there are those who aren't, and that's a, their choice for any number of very realistic reasons. Yeah. So I just chose not to, not to name them.
0: Right. Cool. That's a, uh, I'll be interested to see, as the book comes out and as you go on tour, how, um, what ha- happens in the world of publishing as yes, people ask you this question. It's gonna get it's gonna get interesting, friend.
1: It will get interesting. Strap
0: in, buckle in. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I say anyway. That is Anthony Mall.
1: Great. And I'm gonna introduce my friend CeCe. Um Cece is a poet and journalist and the author of Cornrows and Cornfields from Wrecking Ball Press in the UK. She's also the editor uh, and contributor of uh, a new poetry anthology, Not Without Our Laughter, Poems of Humor joy, and sexuality from Mason Jar Press. Full Ooh. disclosure, Mason Jar Press is who presents this podcast. Cornrose was listed as one of the 10 best books of 2015 by Beltway Quarterly Poetry. Her poem For the Chef at Helios received a 2015 Pushcart Prize nomination. Her multiple accolades include a 2017 Ruby's Grant in Literary Arts, Yay. a Lucille Clifton Scholarship to attend the Squaw Valley Writers Workshop, the 2010 AWP WCNC Scholarship, and residencies at Atlantic Center of the Arts and the Fine Arts Work Center in Provincetown. Her journalism has appeared in Huff Post, Village Voice, Time Out New York, and Quarterly Black Book Review. Her poems are published all over the place, including Asheville Poetry Review, Bio Magazine, Beltway Poetry Quarterly, etc., and so on. Celeste received her MFA from NC State, and she is a visiting assistant professor here in the Mid-Atlantic region. Um, She's also a dear friend of mine. Uh, She also is a pool hustler. She has invited me out and tricked (laughs) me into playing pool with her.
0: I think that's not fair. I, I started really with softballs with you and you're just going for the pool hustler thing early. She's
1: also uh, a booster for for artists and arts that she believes in. Um, before we move on I was going to ask you, you want to tell us about Not Without Our Laughter, um, the mm-hmm. release of it, what the book's about, what promotions look like?
0: Yes, yes. We've been touring all this year. Um, not Without Our Laughter dropped officially, I would say, March 2017. Um, the title is a riff off of Langston Hughes's book called Not Without Laughter. So we did Not Without Our Laughter, meaning our black women uh, in the coll- collective. There are six of us total. Um, the book is a collection of poems about humor, joy, and sexuality. And, um, you know, often poets are thought of as like very serious, sort of, uh, you know, cry sort of individuals. Cry is not really a word, I just made it up there. But anyway, um, we wanted to write poems that were. Um, using humor as a form of resistance, because we really feel like in today's political climate, uh, there are so many um, things for us to be upset or maybe depressed or frustrated about that we needed some sort of levity on the back end of that. Um, Promotions uh, for the book have been going fantastic. We've been traveling a lot this year. I'm very um, excited and happy and grateful to a lot of people. Uh, Definitely the African American Museum in Philadelphia. Um, Also here, Red Emma's, um, there are a number of places, uh, Ivy Books who have sponsored us at the Baltimore Book Festival, lots of lots of places who have really uh, supported the book and give us, given us a venue to uh, to do our reading. So we're really excited. Uh, but it's been nonstop since uh, the book sort of dropped, which is what you will learn next year in 2018 when you are promoting your book. But, um, but yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun and been great. And um, our collective, the Black Ladies Brunch Collective, has been together since 2014. And we're just very happy to have a... Actual physical collection of our work in the world.
1: Cool. That's so cool. So exciting. Yeah. And then that's out. That's out the door. The baby's
0: yes. in the basket.
1: So what's next? What are you? What are you doing now?
0: Um, in the future, right now, um, you mentioned my Ruby's grant uh, that I won this year. I'm actually the Rubies grant is going to give me the ability to fund my uh, official second full length collection of poetry, uh, which is uh, half of it or three quarters of it will be based on a woman named Mary Ellen Pleasant who is thought to be the founder of the West Coast Civil Rights Movement. Um, she helped to fund John Brown um, and uh, the, you know, uh, all kinds of abolitionist movements. And she's just a great individual. She's an entrepreneur. Um, she's extremely interesting. She owned brothels, she owned laundry mats, she owned dairies. And uh, I'm just really excited to um, do some historical research on her and also present some poems and sort of uh, put her name into the uh, you know, ecosphere of the world.
1: That's so exciting. That sounds so rad. I'm really excited about
0: that. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm, I'm nervous because she's she's a very complex individual, but I'm excited to do it. That's
1: great. Yeah, that's great. so that's us That's yeah, me and Cece. We're excited about it. Uh, we can't wait for you to hear about the podcast. Let's talk about it What are we gonna do? What's it gonna be like? Yeah. What is Lip Pop Bang?
0: Well, Lit Pop Bang is is a literary pop culture podcast um, featuring two fantastic personalities and individuals, writers, um, friends. But also, we'll be we'll have guests to begin with. Um, that's one of the things that Lit Pop Bang wants to do: um, sit down with some fantastic writers and have conversations that are really inspiring and hopefully um, fun. <laughs> you know, they don't have to be serious and you know, uh, buttoned up. They have to also be fun. And we are hoping to also examine some things that are going on in the world. The pop culture part, um, we'll examine different issues, you know, issues that are in, of interest to you or to me um, in the world. You know, I'm always interested in, I don't know, pop culture. I'm not always as immersed as some, I don't know, women would be. I don't know, maybe I'm not, I don't read Star Magazine or Inquirer or, or any crap like that, you know. Um, but I do, but I am interested in what sort of, uh, going on in pop culture because I feel like often some of the same things that are happening in pop culture are happening also in the world. You know, it's global or conversation, dialogue. So it's interesting to examine that. But that's what I think of Lip Pop Bang. What do you think it yeah. will be?
1: And that's pop culture broadly defined, right? right. We're talking about sure right. what we're watching on TV, but also right. what's happening in the news. Maybe a little right. bit of politics, a little Ooh, bit of. Dangerous. Dangerous, so dangerous. <laughs> a little bit of mainstream conversation. We talked about, if we had this a month ago, we talked about Harvey Weinstein. Right. Certainly we'd be mentioning Roy Moore if we talked yeah, about it. Definitely now. Today. We'd also be talking about the, the, the crap television we watch. Right, uh, which is
0: fun sometimes. Yeah,
1: the good television I wa- we watch, right. Alias Grace. The oh,
0: bad oh, okay. television I watch. Uh, wrestling.
1: Wrestling, <laughs> Van Helsing.
0: Yeah, but you tried to convince me it was about political deconstruction the other day. You tried to tell me about this WWE. We can't go there. We're still talking. We about will
1: it. talk about WWE at some okay. point. All right. We'll talk about popular mainstream professional wrestling, right? Which is a complete work of art. And um, I might
0: talk about Game of Thrones and how everyone loves it, but often I have difficulty with it. But anyway,
1: yeah, Game of Thrones, Scandal, your Scandal, fan. yeah, I'm yeah. How
0: to Get Away with Murder fan. Used to be an insecure fan, kind of on the fence about that now. All kinds of stuff.
1: And then contemporary literature, the things we read, yes. the poets and writers we love, we love to gossip about, we love to read. Right.
0: We gotta be careful with the gossip though. We don't wanna... We
1: won't be too gossipy. Right, we can't be. No. We that'd be to, ugly.
0: We have to be above above the board, you know? We have to yeah. not not hit below the belt.
1: Yeah, that, totally. Yeah, yeah. Don't punch down.
0: Right, exactly. Um,
1: <laughs> more than anything, we're excited about talking, the thing, talking about the things we care about, talking about yes. the lit we like. Yes. Um, who are some people... Um, that you're reading right now, any genre, people you're into right now?
0: Wow. Well, there, I mean, I'm always, you know, I always tell people this. One thing is I'm always rereading work because of because of class, because of teaching class. So that's one thing. people people I'm rereading go everywhere from I don't know, Elliot, some of Elliot's early work to, Um, all the way down to Sexton, Lowell, and, you know, uh, yeah, so it's a wide range of stuff that I'm often rereading, but I'm also reading, um, trying to read during the semester, often things that I'm very excited about. My friend, Nicole Seeley, has a new book out called Ordinary Beast. I'm very excited about that, so I'm currently uh, in the middle of that. And there are a couple other odd things that are on my actually desk right now that I don't often tell people about. But I guess uh, I'm reading this. I should I should remember the name of the author. And now I'm gonna. I need, I need we need a fact checker. I don't know if the, <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Some days we'll be here with our producer Ian, and Ian may or not be able to on spot fact check us and call
0: us out. But anyway, one of one of the books that I'm reading. I'm not gonna botch up the name or the author at the moment. But one of the books that I'm reading is about um i'm I'm a big organization freak so I like to it's a it's a book by a Japanese woman who really talks about um changing your life in, in terms of organizing your house and so she talks about like you know how you can't start I often start cleaning with like little stuff like pieces of paper that I don't care about she says you should start with your like uh, mementos big, big things that mean are big to you have great importance to you you know and so that's weird to me because I think about like yeah I have like one of my grandma's blankets that basically I'm never I never use ever and I should totally probably just throw it out, but I don't want to start there, you know? So anyway, I'm reading things, um, in addition to poetry and fiction, I'm still making my way through, uh, Zadie Smith's Swing Time, which is a huge novel. Um, Zadie Smith is often a very terse writer. Um, but I'm, I'm loving it, but it's just taking a while to get through during the semester. Um, yeah. So, you know, stuff like that. I'm also doing research, like I was saying for my second book. So I'm reading stuff about Mary Ellen Pleasant. So those are things, a couple of things here and there that I'm reading. Um, yeah, but I'm often reading, you know, I'm often reading sometimes self-help and, like, organizing books and, like, weird, like, sort of real simple, like, housewife. Like, I'm like, I'm like a closet, you know, I don't know, suburban housewife inside. Like I'm just like, I need to clean my closets and this book, book is going to tell me about it. I don't know, whatever. So those are the things that I'm reading, but now I'm really interested in what you're reading, um, both uh, that's scholarly and also things that are, may not be scholarly. So. Right.
1: Right. So normally I read mostly poetry and narrative nonfiction, mostly contemporary. Um, but as you mentioned, I'm I'm wrapping up a PhD program, so uh, I'm reading a lot of poetry and poetics. I'm reading a lot of LGBTQ literature and some theory. So from that list right now, I'm reading Dahlgren, which is mm. a classic uh, sci-fi piece from mm. Samuel uh, Delaney. Delaney, yeah. Yeah. Um, Delaney's really. great. He is. He's so great. Both, so wild. He is so wild. Both as a public writer persona. But and
0: in his real life.
1: Yeah, as a writer and in his real life. Yeah, I agree. absolutely. He's Wild great. Beast. I've
0: seen him live. He's amazing and very generous. Yeah, I like that,
1: him. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to catch him live. I know he still does readings all the time up in Manhattan, Brooklyn. Um, I'd love to catch him live sometime. Um, let's see. In the last year, um, some books I really loved uh, Voyage of the Sable Venus from Marcus oh, yeah. Lewis. Yeah, you told me um, about that. Yeah. Black Wave from Michelle T. It's yeah. a post apocalyptic memoir. Um, so yeah, l- mostly poetry, um, some nonfiction. Uh, on my shelf to read soon. I know I'm. I'm looking forward to opening up uh, Rachel McKibben's Oh yeah. Full length blood. I don't have that. Yeah, I yeah. have it waiting to be read as soon as I get to the moment. Can't wait.
0: Yeah, maybe um, Christmas. I'll be interested. To probably know. Christmas. Right, Grades go
1: in next week, and then it's don't three tell me weeks of me me reading. That.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. We're all stressing right now. We all yeah. can't sleep right now. But cool.
1: Cool, so um, things to look forward to. Again, we're going to have guests. Um, We're going to each week talk about pop culture, talk about literature, and give you a little bang, a little something to leave with. I agree.
0: Um, Are are we going to talk about pop culture today?
1: I I don't know. I think you had something you wanted to close with. Before we get there, what do you think about uh, guests? Guests we have... Maybe on the horizon?
0: So I would like to say, first things first, you mentioned Samuel Delaney. I would like to mention that if Samuel Delaney picks up this podcast and wants to come and talk to Lip Pop Bang, we would be ecstatic to have Samuel Delaney here. You have to say that because you never know the podcast could end up in the hands of whoever, you know what I mean? Samuel Delaney's agent, if you're out there, hey, it's Cece and Anthony, we're here, we're ready. We'd love to sit down and talk to Samuel Delaney, in terms of real guests on our real wish list. um, There are lots of people both in the DMV area, um, DC, Maryland, Virginia, for those who don't know what DMV stands for. um, We have lots of people on the docket that we'd love to sit down and talk with, is Sarah Browning, who is the executive director of Split This Rock, organization um i'm friends with sarah browning she also has a new book that just dropped and uh she's going to be hopefully talking about things involving the poetry festival that's coming up in 2018 Uh, both you and i are on panel for the split this rock uh poetry festival so she's one of our possible uh hopeful guests um we're also coming up we should be talking to baltimore youth poet laureates which is extremely exciting because i just think they're fantastic people and really energetic um poets And um, I'm trying to think of other, there are lots of other possible, but I don't want to like name people who I feel like, you know, will listen to the podcast and feel pressure to say (laughs) yes one way or the other. I I
1: am comfortable pressuring people. So here's who I'd love to see. I'd love to have some Kaveh Khanam poets come Mm -hmm. on. Um, We're really connected with that scene. We'd love to have. Some people we know, maybe some we don't come see us, and sure. talk to us. Sure. Um in there we have some great writers in Baltimore City we and do. the surrounding region. So I'd love to see someone like Leah Perpura, right. maybe uh Dora Malik. Right. Um these 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 wonderful talented I love writers to see and Jane poets. Satterfield. Yeah, fam, love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, we have a great scene here and it's so rich. And so while we don't want to make this a local podcast, um we there's do certainly wanna, I
0: like. Yeah, there,
1: there's so many local writers and poets who we'd love to, to talk to.
0: But also national poets and writers, if Absolutely. they would be willing to. A lot of them come through through the Pratt Library, and so we're hoping to uh, catch some writers while they're in town, and maybe sit down and have a conversation with them. There are lots of festivals, the Baltimore Book Festival, also the City Lit Festival, which happen and highlight writers, so we're hoping to catch um, some people while they're coming through the town and have conversations with them and have a little fun.
1: Yeah. Now, you wanted to end on something special. How do you want to end the podcast, episode zero?
0: So, I told Anthony about this, and it's kind of cheesy, but it also can be kind of fun. So, there's a game um, called Mary Kill, I'm not going to say the last official word. Bang. Well, yeah, bang, bang for us.
1: Yeah, yeah, But it's not,
0: that's not the real That's the
1: real word. We'll just roll with <laughs> <up> it.
0: <laughs> this is going to be good for my mom, who's going to be listening. She's like, because the other word is an expletive, which I already used one. 30 seconds in but anyway uh the 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 game is called marry kill bang and that game involves uh us naming three people and then you have to choose who you would marry you would kill or who you would sleep with we'll just say that bang right and bang is the end of our uh the title of our podcast so we figured it would be an apropos game to play with each other and we have to do it on episode zero because otherwise uh you all wouldn't know how it works so we've uh we've picked (laughs) Three individuals, unknown to the other person sitting on the other side of the table. And we're going to play it now.
1: Fantastic. And kill, not necessarily because they deserve to die. Sometimes. But more often than not, because you have to leave one out. An right?
0: ideological kill.
1: Yeah. Lo- <laughs> <laughs> is that
0: is that a That's thing? That's great. That's fantastic.
1: Okay. <laughs> that Do is. you want me to give you my three or you want to start with your three? No, you go first. Okay. Your three. Okay. Mary, kill, bang. Baldwin. Plath. Or Hemingway,
0: what? Baldwin,
1: Plath, and Hemingway. All
0: right, okay. So Hemingway, I'm killing because, because I mean, why? What I mean, a million reasons why. Um, I mean, I love, I love Hemingway's work actually. Although, um, he's a little problematic. The women are not almost non-existent sometimes in Hemingway work, and so I have a real problem with that. So I can easily say that I would kill him off, even though you know. What are you gonna do you know white heels like elephants and all the stuff that i sort of teach in class that i sort of love i don't know how it's gonna work out if i kill hemingway but i have to start with the with the easiest one so i'm gonna kill off hemingway and then baldwin and plath i mean w- wait do i know that plath is gonna try to commit suicide uh, like that without might...
1: prior knowledge of her death
0: oh so i'm probably gonna marry plath uh-huh. god and i'm probably gonna sleep with baldwin
1: great fantastic gonna... great
0: <laughs> I'm gonna bang baldwin i don't know i don't know how this works but i'm gonna marry plath because probably i would have found her to be a very attractive sexy poet right and so i would have been enamored by that and i could see myself wanting to maybe settle down with someone who um would be that inspirational inside the house that's probably why i would marry um plath and i mean baldwin i mean you know i mean he's not necessarily my physical type but i i would imagine that if he brings all that passion to his work, that he would bring the same sort of je ne sais quoi to the bedroom.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's brilliant, he's funny. Right. He's one of the great writers of the 20th century.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's got something too. So
0: yeah. Mary Plath, Sleep Bang, Baldwin, and Kill Pennyway.
1: Fair enough. Fair all enough. right.
0: So ironically, we have the same person on both of our lists. Right. Right. Your list is the three people, Robert Frost. Sylvia Plath or Adam Levine? I don't know if you know who.
1: I know Adam Levine. Okay, good, yeah. okay. No, good, good. Yeah. Because that, that okay. was
0: a pop culture yeah. reference.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. great, great. Um, so Frost. Plath, Levine, Frost. Yeah. Um, okay, Sweet. so. You should start with kill. I, okay, I'm gonna kill Frost. I'm gonna kill Frost. Why? Because I visited the Frost Farm, oh, and I learned a lot about Frost. Last year I visited the Frost Farm, it's where he lived in Massachusetts. Many of his most famous poems are written there. Of course. Um, New Englander. Yeah. uh, There's a poetry tour. Oh. Um, We think of Frost as this, uh, many people think of Frost as this country, rural writer. Yeah, I do. He's not at all. He Mm. was like, he's like a fuckboy. Mm. Who got this chance to live on this farm? It's completely new to him. And right. so he's actually seeing all that farm stuff, country stuff, through fresh eyes. Oh. Um, all that's to say, I don't, I did, Frost, the person, right. uh, just, I don't hate him. He just doesn't hold up to the other two. Well, right? what
0: about Frost's work? Would you have a problem killing him off since we know he did all this great poetry? I mean,
1: uh, Frost wrote a lot of great poems.
0: Right. And also was the first inaugural poet of the United States. Yeah. Yeah, you knew that. The, the first sure. poet laureate. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or is it the first poet laureate or the first inaugural poet? I,
0: first. I know of him being the first inaugural poet. Okay. He was, a, yeah. uh, I believe it was JFK's swearing in. I should be, i we, fact, I need to fact. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I'm pretty sure about that. JFK's swearing in. Okay. Yeah. 19... unfortunate
1: we lose that poetry sorry <laughs> because I'm sleeping with Adam Levine I'm banging Adam all, right, all, right, all uh, right. and I'm marrying Plath mm. uh, marrying Plath wow. assuming no prior knowledge of her death um, she's just brilliant I'd be in her I'd be in her liner notes right I'd be in her poem Ooh, for minor, better or worse notes. right for right. better or worse I'd be in her poetry right you
0: would be the um, Ted Hughes Ted Hughes point 2.0 yeah
1: <coughs> yeah Maybe maybe that's a bad thing, but anyway, I'm sticking with it. So, right. Mary Plath, bang, bang, Levine. That means like probably Phil maybe Frost. a one-off.
0: Really, the bang is probably like a one a one-night stand. Yeah, yeah, like not can't do it again.
1: Yeah, Just you're, the you're down with that. Just the one. You down yeah. with that? Yeah, that's fair. That's All right. reasonable.
0: There it is. <laughs> that is that's the weirdest. People make choices based on such dedu- you know deductions about what they would and would not do based on such interesting things.
1: I will say it's a close thing. I could swap Levine and Frost, right? I could definitely swap Levine and Frost.
0: Yeah, I'm I And probably
1: mean, better for literary culture, broadly, if I did, but... <laughs> the well, ship I mean, has sailed! I mean... Ship has sailed! If,
0: ironically, we both married Platt. Yeah. I yeah. mean, how weird is that?
1: It's a romanticization of what it means to be married to a poet, right? For it is. Stories.
0: It is. It's, 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 it's much less glamorous than that. <laughs> I, 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 we can ask my husband, but I would say it's much less glamorous Yeah, than
1: my that. partner comes home and I'm watching Monday Night Raw, not, not doing anything romantic.
0: Exa- exactly. <laughs> yeah, and writing notes, maybe jotting notes down, but maybe drinking a whiskey or, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's not that romantic. But, of course, we have these dreams.
1: Cool. So that about wraps up episode zero. We just wanted to give you a taste of who we are, what this is going to be like, what our banter feels like. Right. Um, we're going to ask you to tune in next week where we'll have the full format and a guest.
0: Right. Or guests with an or S. Or guests, could be, plural. Right. Could be.
1: be two be. or
0: three. We're waiting. We're waiting to see. We don't want to give it all the way yet. Yeah.
1: So check out the show notes for links to the books and writers we've mentioned. Thanks for tuning in. From Charm City, this has been... Lit. Uh bang.
0: Okay.